This is Harry Hog Football. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Washington Redskins and the Dallas Cowboys. And what a game it was. We got to give out our game balls, but we got a lot more kicks and cooks live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? What's up, yo, 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 That's, uh, Tony K in the house of Captain Construction. <laughs> Captain Construction with a K. He, he's doing some work around the, uh, premises. Around the Harry Hog Football Studios? He's building the Harry Hog Football Studios as we speak, the new and improved ones. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> and, uh, the other person you heard was probably Daisy squeaking on her little dog toy right there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, uh, dudes, that game sucked. Wow, man, yeah. It's been a few days, but, man, that game sucked. Well, how many weeks in a row have you said that now? Let's think. Mm, six? Yeah, I think so. And <laughs> I, I think I've also deservedly said... so. I think I've also said this week in and week out... That was quite possibly the worst game I've ever seen. <laughs> that was definitely the worst game I've seen this year. I mean, it was to the point that in the second half, I, I I didn't, you know, usually when the Redskins are down, especially to the Cowboys, you just have that feeling that I think we can come back. I think we can come back. And I just I just had that feeling of of almost laughter of, God, what a joke. There's absolutely no way we're going to win this game. Nah, dude, for a minute, I actually thought that when Rock Cartwright... Oh, yeah, yeah, back in the second quarter. Absolutely, and I felt that we still had a chance. But after that, like third quarter, I know, even the 100-yard run back wasn't enough to like get us pumped up enough well, to really get out there and do something. Well, the thing is, is it got the defense pumped up because they went on there and stopped them. And yeah, then the offense came, came out there and sucked. There. Not, no thanks to Kenny Wright. Uh, Kenny Wrong. <laughs> Kenny Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. The only, you know, the only way that we scored, the only way the Redskins scored was to either kick the ball or have a 100-yard run back. So what we really needed to do was just, you know, have two players out there, one guy kicking to the other guy and him running it back all day long. And, you know, uh, everybody Dude, I know what we need to do to start scoring some points. Put in another quarterback. I got to oh, agree with you, man. the last of the Mark Brunel supporters. I, I've been a huge Mark Brunel backer, especially ever since he came to the Redskins. I've always had faith in him, but... Even I can see he just he just doesn't have it anymore. He threw one semi deep pass and it was a floating wobbly duck that easily got picked off by that evil evil double burnt Roy Williams. Dude, when he when they showed that pass in slow motion, it looked like he uh, threw it sideways. Well, yeah, I'll play devil's advocate a little bit. I mean, um, <laughs> okay, they keep talking about the seven hundred page playbook, right? And all this stuff that he's still got to learn. Well, that doesn't that doesn't make any excuse for his arm and for throwing a wobbly whatever pass, uh, not being able to throw past ten yards. But what's with the O line and not getting any pass protection? I mean, Dude, yeah. Good lord, he had he was feeling pressure the whole game. And you got to admit, you're you're already in a situation with Mark Brunel where he's not necessarily comfortable with the plays that are called. He's still learning the system, still learning the plays. He's got to yeah. stand in there and got, not get any pass protection whatsoever. Yeah, he got sacked. He got sacked six times. Six I mean, times. Well, dude, a part, part, 
part of that was true, but some of that was he didn't step up into the pocket all the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He would have the pocket, and he would be, like, afraid to step up, or he'd hold the ball too long. And a few times when he got it out of there, he, like, you could tell he held it too long because he threw it in the dirt, like, five yards in front of the players. Yeah. A lot of times, there just wasn't any pocket for him to step up into. It was like, I mean, it just kept getting backed up and collapsing. He was running back freaking 20 yards before he could even look over his shoulder to try to get rid of the ball. Yeah, they were getting a ton of pressure on him. And I mean, you know, the fact that John Jansen had three penalties, that that pretty much sums it up right there. Oh, yeah. Pretty poor. I only have one thing to say about that. Cut! <laughs> I saw a little bit of the uh, the Monday Night Comcast show they do from that bar and grill restaurant place up somewhere in Nova. And uh, John Jansen's usually on there, and the announcer was giving him a bit of a hard time, and he was joking along a little bit, but you could tell he's really upset about it. And I, I think he's really... He's really looking to uh, to get his name, his reputation back after that. Cause that was a really that's probably one of his worst games ever. That gives him two thumbs down. Uh-huh. Oh, you know who else? Okay, so John Jansen had that, and uh, let me see. Um, Chris Samuels didn't he have one? I think False he did. start. I think he did. And um, let me see. Chris Cooley jumped by like and ten one, minutes. He jumped. Yeah. Yep, he did. Lots of penalties. We had more penalty yards, more penalty yards than we had net yards until that last meaningless drive. Oh, dude, that last. I mean, I I think I put up on the site. I I was still seeing yellow until yesterday from all the freaking flags flying through there. Well, I tell you, until we get a quarterback back there that can throw the ball past 15, 10, 15 yards, we're screwed. You know, Clint Ford's coming back hopefully this weekend is going to make a big difference. But I don't see it being such a big difference. You know, if we can't beat the Texans, we're going to be in big trouble here. And, I mean, you know, some people were posting on the site about how the picks that we've gotten or the people that we got from uh, the 49ers have been pretty poor. And as far as Andre Carter's concerned, yeah, I mean, he hasn't even shown up. But Brandon Lloyd's getting open. Yeah, we can't say anything about Brandon Lloyd. It's like they none of the receivers are getting the ball. And I think, yeah. what's his face, uh, Wilburn? Is, what's his first name? Mike Wilbin. Yeah. Mike Wilbin. He had this article and he was like, you got cheetahs lined up on the line, just no, way, no one's throwing them the ball. Yeah, yeah. Thomas Boswell, who's another writer for the Post, Washington Post, um, he, uh, he, he said pretty much the same thing, wrote another great article about how as long as Brunel's back there, you know, you got all these great receivers, no one to throw them to, but there's no one really to come back behind them and, and to back them up either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any faith in the back of quarterbacks. But you know what? I'd rather see Todd. Co- I'd rather see see Gus Farad out there right now. What's Br- but dudes? What's Brunel's problem? Because he hikes the ball and he automatically looks at his dump off man. He doesn't even look down the field. I watched him starting in like the third quarter on, and as soon as he hikes it, he's looking to the side. He's not looking downfield. And it wasn't until the fourth quarter on that last drive when the. Um, the Cowboys were in the prevent defense that he looked down the middle and threw a pass finally. And there's no way their secondary was blanketing our receivers that whole game because their secondary is suspect at best. And uh, our receivers are, as Wilburn said, cheetahs lined up ready to run. Right, right. I agree. Yep. And he also said, I, like I thought... what John said, too, about, uh, you know, if we... Uh... If we wait on Jason Campbell, I mean, I know that Gibbs loves Mark Brunel, but if we wait on Jason Campbell for two more years for him to figure out the system, then uh, Mark 
Mercury Dale is going to be on a freaking walker by then. Yeah, if it's going to take a year to learn the playbook, you might as well put Campbell in. Hey, guess what, dude? Do any worse? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and you know, it was interesting listening to John Madden and those guys too. I mean, they were saying, you know, what uh, what they were going to do was going to go. When when Brunel's gone, it's going to go to Campbell. It's not going to go from Campbell to Collins to, I mean, from uh, Brunel to Collins to Campbell. Uh, Madden was saying, I guess he was talking to uh, Joe Gibbs or somebody and was, and was saying that, you know, Campbell was the next guy. Todd Collins is basically the clipboard holder, um, you know, calling him plays. Yeah. I, I thought it was interesting, you know, him talking about, about Mark Brunel and the whole quarterback situation as well. But, uh, and there was just a, it was, he was kind of he was kind of agreeing with it as well, saying the same thing. It's like Brunel kind of saying it almost somewhat without really saying it, saying you know they need to look beyond Brunel now. And uh, I can agree with that. That was about the only good thing he said. Those guys don't even pay attention to the game that's in those <laughs> stadiums. Man, how annoying is that? It was hilarious. The uh, there was one more interesting thing that he did say though, and that was. Uh, um, Having the key, you know, do the Redskins have the key players? Yeah, they went out, they did the shopping in the off season. They got all this great talent, but is it the is it the right talent and the right players for this team? And you know, you can have individually a lot of great talent, but if they can't mesh together and work together, it doesn't it doesn't help anything. Yeah, and I thought it was kind of interesting. You know, he, he he really kept talking about that. So, but otherwise, like you said, yeah, it was like pay attention to the game. <laughs> Yeah, no lie. All right, dudes. I uh, just wanted to throw this in. We got a question on the uh, chat here. Oh, excellent. Um, not to interrupt. We'll get back to this uh, quarterback thing in a second. Um, the question is, who do we think will replace Gibbs, uh, Saunders, Williams, a combination of the two? At this point, I got to say that Williams will be the replacement. Um, I mean, at least the defense past couple years has shown, you know, something. Uh, now this year it seems it seems like it's slipping a little bit every year. I don't know, but uh, as far as uh, Saunders goes, I think that there's a lot of doubt in a lot of people's minds right now about Al Saunders and him taking over for Gibbs and actually putting together a. Um, I mean, obviously he's done it in the past in Kansas City, but I just don't know if he could be the next head coach at, in Washington. Well, you know, I think you know, obviously Greg Williams is the heir apparent currently, but I think the question. There's definitely a, uh, a bit of a future controversy coming up with bringing in Saunders in the first place in the offseason. Um, well, number one, because Saunders has done so well with the offense, and I think he's going to do really well here once we get a quarterback. Um, I think Greg Williams' defense is starting to look a little more and more suspect. To yeah. be honest, I think people are starting to figure out the, figure out the ways to get around it. And, yeah, we're going to have a big difference once we have Sean Springs back and with someone – you know, steps up and starts uh, plugging up the middle of the line, and hopefully that guy Golston, who seems to be fired up a lot, that that draft pick, he's he's starting to work that a little bit. And you know what I think? I think. And, um, man, I don't think he's. Uh, I, I'm, I'm starting to question the Williams system a little bit because he's constantly giving up those big runs and those big plays. Well, this is what I was about to say. I think maybe he's starting to realize that he just can't plug in any Joe Schmo, and he needs to have talent it's not all about his system as much as it is about the players and uh lavar arrington's probably kind of uh chuckling about it a little bit right now yeah he might be chuckling a little bit but i've seen uh seen him playing for the giants already some and he's not he's he's certainly not showing off anything right now 
point, Aaron. I think that might be uh, that might be the truth. Yeah, if he could plug anyone in, he wouldn't be changing his defense right now to cover for Sean Springs being gone. Yeah. So, and dude, yeah, back. All right, back. Or here's the other question, real quick. There's still they're like you're shooting off some questions on here. Excellent. So I'll throw them in. The next question is actually, um, they want to know when we're going to update our areas. You know, I updated mine about two weeks ago. I mean, I started putting some stuff on there. Um, <laughs> that's true, though, dudes, because, I mean, it was like there was nothing there for a long, long time. Long, long time. Those are kind of like our, our little uh, pet side project sites. And uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'll probably go on there and change some stuff. I've got a little bit on there. Aaron, I don't think you have anything on yours. Yeah. No, I need to go on there and do it. Um. Aaron's empty armpit area. <laughs> <laughs> and well, what's our next question? Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll update them eventually. Um, uh, don't hold your breath, dude. I I, I gotta say this. Dude, well, I'll put something new online tomorrow. I vow to do it. I'm gonna try to this weekend. As as you, Josh and Aaron, you guys know, I work two jobs and I'm a uh, I'm working an awful lot. So I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get it done this weekend. This next two weeks are gonna be really busy, but after that, I should have a little bit of time to. Uh, yeah, I'll put something on there. No, this no, weekend. maybe explain more fully the whole uh, ferry boat captain story. I think I might think I might put the picture of me in the uh, Indian headdress that I'm still trying to decide if it's uh, cool enough to wear to the game or not. And let oh, people... maybe we can make that a poll. <laughs> and then I, we can put, we'll a put a poll on it. Uh, should Aaron or should Aaron not? Is this cool or not? Is what we'll put on there. So that, <laughs> that's what I'll put on there. And the other question they're asking is, um, when is the shop coming to Harry Hart Football? Yeah. Very hard football shop coming through. The shop, the shop is coming. Um, yeah, as uh, as we mentioned on the website, if you check it out, um, <laughs> we're gonna have a Harry Hart football shop. There's there's some things in development right now, some t-shirts, some uh, some stickers, some other things, that kind of stuff. Um, and it's coming soon. Um, we just want to make sure it's all worked out before we do. We don't want a uh, we want to make sure that our supplier is good and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, yeah. uh, for those of you who signed up for the Fantasy League, we had a problem with that third-party thing, and we don't want anything like that to happen again, so we want to make sure that we're doing all the research and that it's all in place and ready to go. Right. And FanStar.com, you guys still suck. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the shop is coming, and uh, it will be soon, within the next couple of weeks, I'd say. <laughs> and probably a revamped chat room. We're probably going to, or uh, a revamped forum as forum, well. Yeah, we're probably going to clear out a bunch of the old stuff. We're going to revamp it now since we're in the regular season and, uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, get it a little more, um, I mean, just clear out some of the junk, basically. Clear out the cobwebs, start new. Yeah, it seems like a good time to do that, especially, you know, the team is 0 2, lost to the cowgirl patties things. Um, you know, it's a good time to just get everything cleaned up, start fresh and new, going to Houston and, and kick some Texan butt. Right. Excellent. But we're talking about, uh, back to that Al Saunders, uh, Greg Williams question, um, a minute. You know, it, it Al Saunders, it, it just, I, I, excuse me, Greg Williams, it just seems like we're talking about how maybe in the past, you know, it seems like the defense is slipping. Um, people are figuring it out. And I wonder sometimes if it might not be. We've heard about how much there's the whole, you know, uh, and I will bring him up because it's been a long time, LeVar Arrington thing that went on last year with Greg Williams and how much 
Fred Williams actually choreographs his defense. You know, that everything, you, you must be on your mark, in your place, all that. Um, you know, when something is so choreographed, you, you can study it, and if it happens over and over, it's one of those things where you know it's almost what to expect. And it's kind of like the difference between being technically correct, you know, you've got the technical skills, and the technic- technically you're there, it's almost like a violinist. Technically it might sound perfect, but is there any artistry, is there any play to it? And, you know, sometimes I kind of think about that, and I wonder if, if there's, uh, you know, it's able to be studied so much, the choreography of, of the defense, that, that people are really picking up on it. I don't know. Dude. Taking away the artistry of, uh, of, of the free thinking and, and thinking on their feet, and that's how people are getting stoned out there on the field and running yeah, exactly. run right by. It's like, interesting. Well, well, interesting. It's, it's like, well, you know, I'm, this is my mark. This is where I'm supposed to be. So uh, there goes a guy right past me, but I'm just going to let him go because, hey, that's never where I'm supposed to be, man. I mean, you know, it just kind of makes you wonder, uh, you know, how much of that really affects everything on both sides, you know, it affects the, the defensive players for the Redskins as well as, you know, the guys that are studying the tapes and watching them. Yeah. I don't know, but the offense, all I can say along that lines is I'd rather have them have five pages of playbooks that they can run well as opposed to 700 that they don't even know. Dude, I'd rather them have five plays that they can run well. <laughs> I'd rather them have a quarterback. Yeah, a quarterback. Someone that... The the thing is, is the quarterback was afraid to throw the ball. Yeah, you're exactly right, Aaron. You're exactly right. Dude, John, I think, John, you were saying, I was like, why don't you put in uh, Randall L. or anyone to throw the yeah. ball? Yeah. Speaking of, of that, um, during the game, Aaron and I uh, half-jokingly said, well, Aaron said half-jokingly said over the phone, he was like, dude, it might as well be you and me back there in the secondary. Because we couldn't cover, they can't cover any better than we could. I know. Because yeah. Kenny Wrong out there. I can't wrong. believe Kenny Wrong is still the number two corner right now and looking to go into Texas. He is the number two corner. And Sean Springs apparently uh, uh, tweaked his groin today coming back, so he's still questionable for this weekend. So he may not play. And, you know, Mike Rump, he got burnt once too, but he also got his hand in there and pulled that ball out on T.O. That, kept, that, that saved us a touchdown. And he's playing a hell of a lot better than Kenny Wrong is. I don't totally. understand why he isn't up to upgraded. I don't get that at all. I, I agree with that. Yeah, you know, you're talking about him being the number two. You know, there's some other stuff that's considered to be number two in the <laughs> as well. So. Yeah, um, truly. Can I ask you guys this? When is uh, Sean Springs coming back? This week? Well, we don't know. We don't know because he got hurt. Yeah, he tweaked he tweaked his groin in practice today. So they're they they took him back out of practice today and they're going to uh they're gonna reevaluate, but he's questionable. It's not looking good. So he's question was he gonna play before that groin thing? They said they probably were looking that it was looking like he was gonna play. And there's a good chance they're saying Clinton Portis is probably gonna start. Oh yeah, Clinton Portis I saw an article, he was like, There's no way I'm not playing. Yeah. Well thinking Oh, no, go ahead. I was just, well, I was going to say, speaking of Clinton Portis, I don't know if anybody watched any of the post-game stuff on Comcast Sports. Um, but, uh, you know, they had, uh, they had Clinton on there doing a little interview, how are you, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it was really interesting to listen to what Clinton had to say about his injuries as opposed to what Joe Gibbs had to say about Clinton Portis's injuries. I mean, it was almost like two completely different stories, you know, as to what it was. 
And the comment made on that was, you know, Quentin Portis was basically, he was saying it was a rotator cuff thing. And jammed rotator cuff, blah, 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 all this stuff. Uh, Gibbs was saying, no, he's just got a bruise on the back of his shoulder. And it's just sore and we want to work the soreness out. And uh, there were some different stories there. And uh, the comment that was made was, when something comes from the Redskins, you don't listen to the player, you listen to the coach. And you go to what the coach says. And, and it was, they were talking about how, you know, they've got to report to the league the status of every player. And uh, and it had to come officially from the coach, not from the player. I just thought that was interesting. I don't know if any of you guys uh, listened to any of that. Well, I turned off the TV in disgust at that point and uh, went to bed since I was coming down with the cold now that the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the middle schoolers are back. <laughs> I saw something, I think it was a day or so after the game, and it was something to the effect of, Joe Gibbs was saying, well, Clinton wants, Clinton will tell them that he's injured. You know, he wants the other team to think he's not going to play when he's going to play and that he's going to play when he's not going to play. So they never know what he's going to do. That's what Joe Gibbs was saying. Yeah, and Joe Gibbs was like, right. Joe Gibbs was like, we pretty much just need to say what's really going on. You know what I pretty much want? You know what else we need pretty much need? We pretty much need more than one sack. You know what else we pretty much need? In a football game, we need more than one sack of, of a quarterback that can't even move. How about at least touching a quarterback? And you know what else we need more than that? A W? Yeah. How about that? That sounds like a plan. I think we, I think we got a good chance of getting that W this weekend in Houston, Texas. Dude, if we don't get that W this weekend, I'm breaking up the podcast because <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna listen anyway. Yeah, you know what? I'm not worried yet because I think the season and the playoffs are still within reach. You know, it's 0 and 2, but it's been worse. Um, if we can get the quarterback situation, not to keep harping on that, but uh, if we lose this game in Houston, I'm going to start to worry. Oh, dude! While we're at it, we need to get some cuts in on the Cowboys anyway, since we didn't get our licks in the other night. Um, yeah. Right what on. about To? What a wuss! As soon as he gets cracked once by Sean Taylor, he's got those alligator arms going the rest of the night. Did you see him, like, short-arming those passes in the third quarter? Oh, yeah. And then he, like, broke his finger or something, supposedly, so he'll probably be out for 10 to 12 weeks for that. No, I heard four to six, but, you know, yeah, you're probably right. It's more like 10 to 12 with you. He'll, yeah. he'll, he'll sit on the sidelines while everybody practices and ride the stationary bike. Oh, and then what's his face? Tandler's blog, I think. Isn't that his name, Tandler? He was talking, he was like, and what about, and John was talking about this too, he's like, and what about the useless sideline reporting? Oh, man. And he was like, and so, they, yeah, go ahead, I'll, they, I'll get on this in a second. They go over to Andrea Kramer and she says, the Cowboys have dropped seven passes. Thanks, Andrea. It's like, <laughs> your salary should be going to the homeless because it would be a lot more useful that way. In case you're not watching the game, the Cowboys have dropped seven passes. Yeah. Well, maybe we would be watching the game if they put the cameras on the game instead of you. Yeah, you know, CBS has cut their sideline reporting from the football games, and I think that they're—I think the whole CBS deal right now is is the best thing going in sports, which is shocking because I've always loved the Fox, and prior to that, the old CBS. But I think they've got it going on over there. They really—they've uh, got good broadcasters. They've got good pregame. They've got intelligent pregame. And, you know, NBC for Monday night, they've got intelligent pregame. They've got Collinsworth on there who you, you either love him or hate him. But, man, Madden and Michaels just... Dude, they oh, don't even pay horrible. attention to the game anymore. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't pay attention to the game at all. 
Someone at work like, was saying... You can't switch over to the radio, because then you have to listen to Larry say the wrong thing. In fact, this Cowboys fan at work was saying, dude, Madden and, and Michaels haven't paid attention to the game in five years. <laughs> <laughs> well, geez, well, let's give our game balls and kicks. What do you think? Okay, go for it. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. Let's go for the... Uh, we want to do our kicks first? Sure. I think right. we know. I think we know, John. Who? I think I know who you're going to kick. My <laughs> kick goes to <laughs> my kick goes to Mark Brunel. Hands down, my kick goes to Mark Brunel. Got to get him out of there. He's he's bringing down the ship, man. He's like he's like when you're in an airplane, like back in World War II, and they're like, we need to drop weight or we'll never make it back to England. Yeah, he's the one you throw overboard. <laughs> he's, the throw, he's the one you th- you kick through the bomb door. They're like, oh man, he got he got shot. Sorry, guys. Dude, I was I was yelling for him to be benched. Uh, and apparently, what, according it, it, it to a poll, at the end of the first half with the clock management, what was that about? I think it was Gibbs trying not to give up any more points. Yeah, not do something stupid and give up any more points. And dude, according to the poll in Washington Post, something like sixty some percent of the people on the poll were saying that uh, Brunel should have been benched. Yeah. And that led Either me benched in that game or benched at the beginning of the season. Well, yeah, combined. And then um, that led me to this um, idea, which I don't quite understand. In baseball, what happens when the person throwing the ball isn't having a good night? Nobody has a good night. No, he gets sit down, and they bring someone in to help him out. <laughs> Why can't they do that in football? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, but you know what, dude. Look, Look, pitcher, you're not doing so well. They would have so had well. to sit down the entire O-line and bring in a new O-line. <laughs> they would have had to sit down. I mean, good Lord. I, can, I can't even – we're talking about kicks. You know, I got kicks going to the O-line this week, and I got kicks <laughs> going to Kenny Wright. Those are my – Of course. <laughs> I mean, Kenny Wright needs more than a kick. He needs a big, fat – He needs to get kicked right onto the bench, man. I, I'm just stunned that he's still the number two. He needs to be kicked onto the bus. I'm on Greyhound back to Jacksonville or where it is he came from. Um, Jimmy Wright and uh, the O-line. The O-line, man, they just, man, what was up? Yeah, right on. What about you, Aaron? My kicks? Yeah. All right, you guys got a few minutes? (laughs) Hold on, let me crack a beer. I'll be right back. Just just say, pull up the roster from the Washington Redskins website. Look at it. I, all right, forget about it. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you who my kicks are because they're too numerous. <laughs> I'll just tell you who my kicks aren't. <laughs> my kicks aren't the final, following two people, um, which well, I guess would also be my game balls. And here are the following two people. Rock Cartwright for doing something. Something. No, I got more than two people that are going to get my game balls. So the whole, so there's only going to be about 49 people on the team to get the kicks. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so Rock Cartwright's getting a game ball for, you know what he did, a 100-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Yeah. And, um, Derek Frost for booting some punts. I want to see what his, his, uh, average was, cause he was kicking it. Second thing. or third in the league from that game. I forget what it was. He had a great, he had a great kicking game. He was booting them, man. Ever since. like 50, 60 yard punts and stuff. Alright, yeah. so he gets one. It's pretty bad when you have to give your game ball to the punter. But, yeah, but then I also have to give one to Derek Dockery not getting any penalties. for not getting any penalties. Pretty much everyone else had a false start. 
Yeah, I thought he got one. He didn't get any? He, I don't I, think he did. Not this game. And the one he got last game, we already talked about that. That wasn't even his fault. They just called him because he's biggest. Yeah, dude. So that's like two games, man. He's starting to uh, win me over a little bit. <laughs> well, since we're uh, since we're going on to game balls, talking about game balls and not kicks, uh, yeah, I got to agree with you totally on the Rock Cartwright thing. I mean, obviously, uh, it would be uh, – we would have, what, three on the board if it wasn't for him? Um, yeah. Hold on a second, though, dude. Before you get into your game balls, I don't want to make light of the fact that I didn't give any kicks. I gave 49 kicks. <laughs> All right? Dude, dude, I totally understand. When you talk about it kicks this week, it's like going to see a freaking chorus line. There's so many kids. I mean, it's like the Rockets and Chris. <laughs> yeah, just imagine we're all lined up and me and all those Rockets lined up in front of all the 49 Redskins and them just kicking them. That's what it was. That sounds like I might have to make an image of that. More that's, than 49. Uh, that could end up on the website. Wait, there's more than 49 because there's Joe Gibbs. I'm giving him a kick. Yeah, I agree. For not pulling them and for that clock management. Yeah. And I'm also giving a kick to... Al Saunders and Greg Williams. Pretty much everybody. But not the special teams coach because he did not pretty good this teams. week. They did all right. They've definitely gotten better. And not just with the run back. I mean, they didn't give up so many huge plays. They seem to be making improvements on us. Yeah, but, you know, like even James Trash, he had a penalty, didn't he? I think he did. Yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> anyway. Um, but anyway, game balls. Can we, can game we move balls. All right, move forward, game balls. Uh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give a game ball. I have to give one to Marcus Washington. Um, right. You, you know, I say Marcus Washington a lot. It seems like. Well, that's because Lavar is gone. Consistent and he's solid, and he he seems to actually you know think outside the box when it comes to working with Dan Greg Williams' system. Yet somehow making the play when other people have figured it out, which we've talked on before in this podcast. Um, so I got Marcus Washington. And, you know, and like you said, because we were ragging on him before, but he, he seemed to really have something that's clicked in his head. i got to give a game ball to uh, to Mike Rumpf. Um, you know, he he saved another another seven points uh, when he knocked that pass out of, of T.O.'s hand in the end zone. Um, and then I think there were a couple other uh, bright spots that he had that, you know, I'd say in a, in a very, very dim game, you know, uh, to give a guy that we've been ragging on a game ball. So... I don't know if I can agree with you. That was nice that he punched it out, but I think he got burnt. And if he was on him, then maybe he wouldn't have had to punch it out like that at the last second. No, I rewound it. I rewound it and watched the replay a few times. And I don't know that it was necessarily a burn. I, I thought there might have been a little pick in there somewhere, but uh, it, regardless, he still saved the seven points on that. So okay, I'll give him that. Give him game ball. All right, fair enough. And John Hall had some pretty nice kicks, I might add. Yeah, you know, as a matter of fact, I was going to give John Hall my game ball, believe it or not, because he had a 39-yard field goal and an extra point, and neither one of them looked like a duck that just got shot. Dude, that's mean. That says something if you're giving him the game ball, because you can't stand him. I, I, you're right, and he had a really good game, and I'm sure most of you guys out there listening noticed. I know you guys probably did. Um, he's back on kickoffs, too, and he was kicking them better than he used to. So hopefully that's 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 something that's going to improve. Um, they decided to put him back on kickoffs and let Frost concentrate on punting. And uh, I just looked it up. Frost is uh, second best in the NFC on punting. So wow, doing pretty good. So um, my dude. game ball goes to John Hall, and I'm going to give one more game ball out. Somebody who's pretty new to the team, TJ Duckett. 
get five runs, 24 yards. And that's just going to – I'm just going to have to add another kick to Al Saunders at that point because five rushes for 24 yards. Why the hell didn't you keep giving him the ball? Exactly, dude. And you know yeah. And I'm still waiting on the double jumbo backfield back in there. Heavy jumbo, heavy jumbo, man. <laughs> I, oh, I love the heavy jumbo. Gerald Riggs. Man. Dude, we just got another, we just got another question in the chat room. I gotta tell you guys, it's hard to run the podcast and be monitoring this chat room at the same time. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I can't monitor it tonight because all of the power in my entire neighborhood is out. So, uh, I'm standing out in the middle of the street in the dark talking on the, on the cell phone for this. <laughs> um, anyway, the question was, who's gonna be in charge of keeping Tom Cruise out of the stadium? I think it needs to be Paramount and Viacom. I think we need, I think we need to make Danny do it. I think it should be the guys, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone from South Park. <laughs> I think they'll do a really good job. Or Danny, you know, Jan, Danny, you probably do a pretty good job, man. Do you now there's, dog with you. now there's someone in the chat room named Pure Poison. Okay. I don't even know how they found it. It's like, they're like, what's up? Nothing much. No, I'm like, what do you want to know about the game? <laughs> <laughs> if they write back what game then we know they're definitely not in the wrong room <laughs> or they're a Dallas fan anyway um, alright so we gave the game balls and kicks what's left uh, let me see uh, Tom's trivia and we're running kind of long even after that really really crappy game Tom's oh, trivia Tom's trivia wait before we move there. forward to Tom's trivia I just on the count of three we all gotta give those 49 players one two three <laughs> oh! Okay, Tom Strivey, the question from last week, which the correct answer was not given, was, uh, uh, okay, the question involved a game about 15 years ago when the Skins were playing Chicago. John Madden and Pat Summerall were calling the game. Uh, Madden noticed his tendency in wide receiver, Gary Clark's actions pre-snap, that would indicate whether the play was going to be a run or a pass. What was that tendency? Stand on his back foot or his front foot? Nope. I have no idea, dude. Did he scratch either his right or his left glute? Nope. You want to know what it was? What was it? He picked his nose. It's pretty simple and kind of stupid. Gary Clark would put his mouth guard in if it were a pass, and he might get the ball, or he would leave it hanging from the strap on his face mask if it were a run. <laughs> Isn't that kind of dumb? Well, he's going to attack, didn't he? I think he did. No, so, I want to invite Gary Clark. I want to invite Gary Clark to my poker game. If he's got tails like that. I know. That's what I'm talking about. And, uh, let me see. So, nobody wins anything this week either. Yeah, no good. correct answer this week. No question. Not only does the person not win anything, nobody wins anything. I do have to say, Tom, um, when I asked that question about when the last time the Redskins scored 21 points without winning, Tom wrote in an answer to Tom's trivia, which was really my trivia, and, <laughs> and answered the question and said, yes, it was the game between the Redskins and the Bucks last year where the Redskins lost, what was it, 36 to 35? I don't remember the Redskins really losing that game, but that's just me. Well, that's what I said to him, and he was like, yeah, well, technically, <laughs> yeah, but... So this week. Okay, this week. 
Um, here we go, dude. Hold on, I need to get through the sheets. That's not it. I feel like David Letterman, like, throwing his cards over his shoulder. <laughs> okay, um, here's the question for this week. What current Redskin was the youngest player in the history of the Canadian Football League when he joined the CFL in 1995? He was 19 years old. All right, everyone, if you got the answer to that question, go ahead and send it in to RedskinsFan at HarryHogFootball.com. That's H A R R Y And, um, dudes, I guess, does that pretty much wrap it up? Did we get everything in for tonight? I think so. I hope so. I guess a, a poison cowboy fan would let us know if they had any, anyone had any more questions. Is he still on there? No, he didn't have a question. He said, What is this room about? And I said, Football. And he said, Cool, and then left the room. <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah, everyone. He's obviously looking for. The golf channel or something. Everyone start getting pumped up now for the game against the Texans because if we lose this one, it's going to be a very, very, very sad day in Mudville. Oh, if, yeah, if, if we lose this one, we might have a podcast next week. It's nothing but like a, a single tone and just a, a black screen. <laughs> shows up on the on the podcast. <laughs> or maybe maybe it'll be some of those like screen of warning. Yeah, if we go on three, it's going to be a sad sad time. We'll just play some of that like Tibetan monk like bowls that they play. There's like you know, there's like well, for those of you guys out there that are in the uh, the fancy football league, um, you know, we didn't do the podcast on Monday partially because I was uh, a little under the weather. It's not because I'm zero and two, although that's not making me feel too good. Too good in the uh, fantasy league, but no, I actually did did come down with a cold, which you may have heard a little bit of coughing. But I'm getting much better now. We're glad you're feeling better, and Aww. thanks for all the cards and support for John. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That was very sweet of everyone out there. Yeah, next time in lieu of flowers, send money. <laughs> in lieu, in lieu, <laughs> hey, in lieu of pay, let's pass these out to the boys. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, y'all. Okay. Get- Get okay, pumped dude, up. Well, I guess is there is there uh yeah, I think we covered it all. No, we have to uh, say you guys need to get pumped for this right. game this on Sunday. Game. We gotta win this game. We got to, dudes. Our season is on the line already. And we'll do the it. Coming back is gonna help, hopefully. So we'll do that, we'll win that game and we'll do the podcast right afterwards. Hopefully we'll be able to play the uh Redskins fight song, you know. So let's see what happens. Anyway, um, hope you guys enjoyed the cast. Send us an email at redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. We're going to clear out some of the, uh, the junk that's on the forum and try to clear that out and, uh, get everything going. So check back into there. Send us some emails. And if you see a Cowboys fan, although it's pretty hard to do at this juncture. They still got T.O. You can joke them. Yeah, joke them about wimpy T.O. I've already done that this week. <laughs> yeah, if you see one though, joke them. Joke them. Yeah, cause joke them. All right, y'all. Peace out. Peace out. Bye-bye.